Great episode. It is a great episode, if I may say so. You're doing a bang up job of being primary host this week. Thanks. Usually I insist on being the primary host because I worry that it's too much responsibility for it. It is a lot of responsibility. I think you've done, you know, you're, it seems like you're probably going to, um, I think you're going to do a great job. I'd like to hear how you handle Tuesday. Now, Tuesday, just to warn you, being primary host on Tuesday can be a little tricky. You'll often hit a sophomore slump. Or like you, you yeah. get a little cocky because things went well Monday. You start Tuesday, reading the uh, Tuesday Robocop might throw you for a thing. loop. Yeah. yeah. You're listening to Being Jim Davis. The only way to get what you want is to become a podcast yourself. It's true. My name is Jonathan Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter, and I am the podcast Being Jim Davis. Chris, it is Tuesday, mm-hmm. the uh, the sophomore slump of the week, as you yep. so rightly pointed out. The February... sophomore slump of the sophomore slump month. It's a Tuesday in February. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck this, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's Valentine's Day. It's February 14th, 1984. Oh. Oh. Today we're reading the 2000. Fuck this in a different, more romantic way. <laughs> yeah, fuck this tenderly. <laughs> um, today we're reading the 2067th ever Garfield strip. What Classic. do you think of that? Classic four-digit number. Um, Jonathan, in today's Garfield, the theme this week is John hypothesizes. Mm. I actually was looking at these. I, th- I thought the theme, I, I hadn't read that. It is kind of the theme week is musings. Mm. The theme week is John thoughts. Deep That's thoughts a hashtag. by John Armuckle. Yeah, it's a hashtag. John thoughts. Hashtag John thoughts. Yeah. Um, I like his. I like his posture in this first. Well, okay, let's get into it. All right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So Garfield and John are mm-hmm. at the counter. Yeah. Arranged in contrastan cowpo. So correct. Yeah. Garfield on the left, John on the right. You're nailing this. And John, John has an, <laughs> his his left elbow uh-huh. on the table, his or forearm on the table, and his mm-hmm. right hand is gripping a red coffee mug was it red in the original strip yes it was (laughs) it's so this is the hill i will die on yeah uh and he's sort of holding it behind his left shoulder Mm -hmm. which i really like yeah he's his body his posture this is the classic closed body language he's crossing Mm -hmm. his arm over his body so why do people always die on hills it seems like I mean, it's a poetic thing, right? I, I mean, guess. people oh, more often defending the hill. Hmm. Why not defend a valley? I mean, if you die in the right situation, you're going to roll down to the bottom of the hill anyway. Mm, that's a good point. That is that is the situation I want to die on. <laughs> One where my body does a fun roll after I have died. I will die in this gully. So John is saying, if people had hair all over their bodies, would they wear clothing? This almost feels more uh-huh. like a riddle than amusing. I, 
It, yeah, a little bit. It, I think it's worth noting that people do kind of have hair all over their bodies. It's just, you know, not a lot of hair necessarily. Not, uh, not to the extent that cats do, I, I no, suppose. No, uh, yeah. It's the rub. Yeah, that is, yeah, yeah, I like to rub a kitty right on the tummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Fuzzy tummy, the, the hair that's, makes it fun. That's why they don't wear clothes. Yeah. In panel two, John Arbuckle drinks his coffee. Rub. Like a boss. Look at him mm-hmm. drinking that coffee in panel two. Garfield's <laughs> left. Garfield's not in the panel anymore. This is an excellent beat. He's he um he the motion lines are not <laughs> like they're not really strong, but it, it really looks to me like he has just whipped that coffee into his face with a, a swift mo- a swift move. Yeah. Yeah, and his left forearm is still is still resting on the mm. on the uh, on the countertop. Yeah, and uh, the the sort of his arm and the mug connecting with his lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, his whole body sort of makes a lowercase g. It does. That's very. Great. I'm glad you brought up John's left forearm because if we can if we can reverse to panel one for just a second. Oh yeah, please do. Look at. Th- Look at the body language of his left hand in panel one. This mm-hmm. is honestly, this may be the greatest artwork Jim Davis has ever produced. <laughs> that the naturalism of his hand in panel one, the gesturing there, it's just mwah, chef's kiss. He's I, I struggle even to describe it. You know, a picture is a thousand words, whatever. Some pictures are too perfect. Yeah, it's it's so it feels it feels like he's just been captured in the moment of, you know, like gesturing, like if people had listeners, it's exactly the hand motion you would make when you ask whether people would wear clothing if they had hair all over their bodies. I look at it as kind of a like, OK, look, here's the deal kind of kind of <laughs> language. Yeah. It's like sort of open, but with the mm. thumb sticking up. Yeah, fingers curled just a tad. Yeah, just oh. a, a slight, almost a uh, churlish curl there. Yeah, this hand, like honestly, might be the best thing that happens to us all week on this podcast. For maybe all month. I feel like it's, I, I, I love it. This is a great picture of John Arbuckle's hand. <laughs> Uh, and then in the in the second panel, as I mentioned, he he forms that perfect letter G. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then moving on to the oh, did we mention Garfield is left? We did. Yeah. 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 Um, panel three. And, unfortunately, Garfield returns, uh, and he's wearing can't win them all. This week, today's visual gag: uh, a baseball cap, a necktie, and polka dot boxer shorts. And he's like gesturing kind of like a male fashion model. Um, I'm into Garfield's body language. Okay. And he's kind of smiling like he's pleased with himself. Body language is okay. um, But he's just made to look ridiculous. You've taken a cat, which is a very dignified, beautiful creature, you know, and made it look ridiculous. And Jim Davis, I accuse you. Shame on Uh, you. Yeah. You have broken God's law. Uh, John Arbuckle looks at Garfield and he's not impressed. And he says, probably not. And John Arbuckle, I think again, well-drawn, nice, nice body language there. I like the way he's holding his mug, like the way his fingers are kind of his left hand is kind of 
it's not tap a tapping on the counter, but kind of no. looks like he could. No, he could, he could start tapping at any moment. Yeah, be ready. Yeah. Stay on your stay on your toes, yeah. listeners. Yeah, um, I really really like how his left hand is uh, different in every panel. Mm, yeah, yeah. John Arbuckle really the hero of today's strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garfield, yeah. I feel like kind of phoning it in. Don't the care for this visual. Hero. I, I don't know. I don't care for this this gag. I don't I I maybe I'm too old and jaded, but I I, mm. I don't know what the joke is supposed to be here. Other oh, than like, oh he uh-huh. the Garfield looks ridiculous in clothes. I guess people yeah. would look ridiculous in clothes too if they had hair. I mean a lot of people do look ridiculous in clothes. Yeah, but that's not the clothes fault. Yeah, it's just ridiculous looking people. That's a good point. Anyway. Uh, pretty good it's Garfield it's being Jim Davis yeah it's over now cats aren't supposed to eat lasagna (laughs) it's so true (laughs) thank you for joining us on the program we yeah we we appreciate it oh oh fuck okay what John have you watched the movie Robocop oh I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that no I haven't Ryan Pfeiffer, neither have I. Uh, Ryan Pfeiffer writes, RoboCop Corner, week 13, question mark. Hello, and welcome back to RoboCop Corner. Hello. When we last left off, a young man named, I'm not reading this thing about, Ryan, no one asked for a, no one asked for a summary of what happened in the previous RoboCop Corners, Ryan. I'm not reading that. I feel like you know very well that we asked <laughs> we exactly We asked for that. many times, but I'm not yeah, reading. I'm not reading more than I need to. Minute you, want me to 13, you want me to read the recap? Jumping to minute 13. Okay. I feel like I could recap this already. There's a RoboCop and it might shoot Kenny. <laughs> Robocop is the robotic cop in the story, right? Yeah, it's there's a robotic cause a Robocop. Yeah, okay. Uh you know what movie I'd watch actually? Robocop versus Dracula. Ro- like, Robocop, Robocop two back in the habit. Could a Robocop fight a Dracula? Probably. <laughs> um the glasses man says not to touch Kinney's. There's corpse. very little I enjoy more in this world than the genericization of the name Dracula. <laughs> <I really do. laughs> Look at all these Draculas over here. <laughs> I really do. The problem, the problem with it is like you so rarely encounter a Dracula in real life, let alone a gaggle of Draculas that you yeah. can comment upon. <laughs> like get oh, a load of like- all these Draculas. <laughs> I feel like they need a more specialized collective noun than that, but I don't have one to offer. So I thought gaggle was pretty okay. Uh, the glasses man says not to touch Kenny's corpse. So apparently Kenny was shot by the Robocop as he picks up the phone. Oh my God. They starts, killed Kenny starts dialing for help. I remember that he looks back and sees people crowding around the body and yells it again. Dick slowly walks away towards the man at the head of the table, looking somewhat crestfallen. I think somewhat crestfallen is the appropriate amount of crestfallen after having watched a RoboCop kill Kenny. The chairman expresses his disappointment with Dick again, disappointment. That is the, yep. Yep. Uh, a yep. strong enough feeling who re- reluctantly tries to assure him that it was probably a glitch and there's only a temporarily setback. The old man stands up angrily, questioning his use of the word glitch to describe what has just happened. He starts to walk away, explaining that with Delta City beginning construction in six months, the setback could cause them at least $5 million in interest payments. 
Bob cuts into the conversation, expressing a bit of hope for the situation. He reminds the chairman of the RoboCop program. <laughs> Isn't that what, wasn't this thing the RoboCop? It was a robotic cop. Okay. Reminds him of the RoboCop program. He and others at Security Concept have been working on as a contingency. Dick tries to brush Bob aside, brush a brush a, referring to him as Mr. Morton and telling him they can take it up with his office later. But the old man angrily cuts him off, wanting to hear about Bob's plan, specifically how long it would take. We can still hear people crying and the other commotion in the background and the event just transpired. Bob explains that since they've restructured the police department to find prime candidates for the program, according to risk factor, they could definitely be ready to go within 90 days. The chairman absorbs the news cheerfully, tells Bob to get his staff together. Well, that's it for this week's Robocop Minute. Hopefully this one was a bit easier to follow. John, John, I, I guess I knew this going in, but I'm kind of angry that RoboCop, like there's a robot cop in this movie. Yes. And it's not RoboCop. RoboCop is the cyborg. Huh. I hadn't thought of that. It's a. They ought to call it Cyborg Cop. Yeah, Cyborg Cop. Anyway. Police we also cyborg. got an email here from Lisa Dupe, John, friend of the show. Lisa Dupe says, listen to Lisa. Lisa Dupe. Lisa writes, dear Jim's Davis, thanks for reading out my email last week. Maybe I should send more. I Def- honestly, I, I kind of feel like people should send us fewer emails. Don't encourage. <laughs> I can't let Ryan have all the fun. It's not fun. Uh, anyway, I have an actual question. Did you subtly pan your voices in last week's eps? If so, cool. I think it works. I've always wondered how that would sound in a podcast, and it sounds pretty good. If you didn't pan your audio clips last week, you should probably alert the local mental institute. Uh, Jonathan, I don't know about you. When I edit the podcast and when we have separate audio, which we don't this week because my audio is not working. Yeah, I, it's all I, mixed up I pan one of us like 20% to the left and one point. I do 30 usually with the pan and the yeah. pan. And then and sometimes while I'm right while I'm lining up the tracks, uh, if one of the tracks has like particularly bad bleed through, I use that to help me line up the tracks turn the other tracks all the way down. I'll turn them, I'll like pan them completely opposite. And then probably sometimes I forget to fix it. And then the bleed through is so bad that you're like, oh fuck it, I'm just using the Zoom audio after all. And yeah, I mean that happens. That happens sometimes, yeah. Anyway, this one's over. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.